I'm glad today to have back on the program a favorite of mine, uh, Dr. Grant and Kathy Mullen. And Grant was an anesthesiologist. He's a mental health practitioner. And he and Kathy have traveled through many parts of the world offering their Emotionally Free course, which helps couples come together to be one to experience all that God wants for them as an individual and as a couple. And Grant and Kathy, I want to welcome you again today to the show. Thanks for coming on. Well, it's nice to be back. And of course, it's a long trip on Zoom. Yeah, well, and Jack, Grant, I have heard that joke before, so work on some new stuff, okay? Kathy, I'm especially glad that you're with us today. We're actually going to be talking about some heavy things today because as much as everybody idolizes relationships in the midst of this Valentine's week, we know there is so much pain. And I thought we could talk about that. And in particular, just to unpack and address some things that will help people. One of the things that I would love to get you to weigh in on as you've worked with couples is to talk to me about uh, emotional affairs. How do they start and are they as dangerous as the real thing? Well, an emotional affair, of course, is dangerous because it doesn't usually end there. It usually continues on. But actually, there's a, an easy way to understand why affairs even happen, whether it's emotional or physical. It's that if people, most people marry because the person they marry, they think is going to meet all their emotional needs. I mean, unless you're marrying for money, that's usually the reason you marry. And so, and so, of course, it's not possible for the person you marry to meet all your emotional needs. So then that generates conflict, disappointment, and frustration. And then if you're in a frustrating relationship and someone else crosses your path who you think is going to meet your emotional needs, you're going to be drawn to them. So that's actually the origin of all infidelity is you're drawn to the person who you think will meet your emotional needs. I mean, that's why you got married in the first place. But of course, that's a trap as well. And okay. so the problem is that our hearts aren't healed. So let me jump in. And Kathy, let me ask you this question. So if you were speaking to whether a man or a woman, but in particular a woman, and her needs aren't being met, and in her mind she's wandering down a dark road, uh, trying to find those needs met through someone else. Uh, how would you counsel her to come back, especially when she's so unhappy with where she's at? What would you say? Good question. <laughs> um, I, I would begin asking her to look at, at her heart as to where she is um, hurting inside and talking to a counselor about, about what is driving her. Um, so many of us are looking to our husbands to, to be the one who will tell us that we're everything that we need to be, that, that our husband is, is the one who, who breathes life into us. And we actually need to be looking to Jesus for, for who's breathing life into us. But you, you start with getting your, your needs for acceptance and, and, and um, security and, and love met by the Lord. And then out of the overflow, because you're being healed on the inside, then you can love your husband appropriately. But he needs to also um, learn how to love you um, out of a selfless place, and you have to love him out of a selfless place. And so many marriages are struggling because they're being selfish. It's all about me, my needs, as opposed to what can I do to meet his needs or her needs. So it really boils down to a healing of the heart. As long as your hearts aren't healed, there's potential for conflict. I think we could probably spend about an hour just talking about that whole subject. Let me move on to something uh, that's even more painful. 
you've run into this, I've run into it for years as a pastor and dealing with families, where there has been uh, marital infidelity, uh, the covenant has been broken. Is there hope? How And how do you begin to survive if you can? What are your thoughts? Well, there, of course there is hope. I mean, there are many couples who have recovered from infidelity. Of course there's hope. And if both if both partners are willing to turn to Jesus for help, then of course there's hope. Um, so what would be the first step? Well, disclosure. Yeah. The first step is disclosure. You know, what really happened? How long has this been going on for? And, uh, you know, the, the extent of it. But then I guess it's forgiveness. Well, no. No, Get into a counselor. <laughs> Get to it, someone who is going to walk you through that, that difficult pathway of, of, of not only confession and disclosure, but but the pathway of how do I how do I navigate this betrayal, this loss of trust? How do I how do I live with someone who obviously did not honor me the way I needed to be honored? And and a rebuilding of trust is a really long-standing thing. You can forgive, but reconciliation doesn't necessarily follow forgiveness. That's a, a long road. Yeah, rebuilding trust is a long pathway. Forgiveness is an act of the will, but rebuilding trust requires two people who are willing to do it. So when you talk about forgiveness and experiencing the forgiveness of Christ, let's uh, take the last minute in this uh, part of the interview. Talk to me about how that works so that we work towards that place of rebuilding trust, because it is a journey. How does forgiveness and understanding what Christ has done for us play a key role? Well, when you understand that, that Christ has forgiven us of anything that we have asked him, like if we've repented and come to him and said, God, I've really messed up. I need your forgiveness. You, you can receive it intellectually, but you really also need to receive it in your heart so that you forgive yourself for what you have done. But then there's also the step of that, that forgiveness receiving from him means we also need to change how we behave. And, and so, so allowing the fruit of the spirit to begin to develop in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, and so on. All of those things need to start to develop. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's a pathway that uh, there will be repeated tests that have to be passed in order for trust to be rebuilt. And if, if you fail a test, then you step back and you have to rebuild that again and again and again. And so it is a process. It is a long process. Kathy, that, that's so helpful to hear that. And uh, I know it comes as a word of encouragement to people listening today to say, I'm going to step into this process and press on and let my marriage become what God intended it to be. We're going to be right back with some more questions. You're listening to The Perspective. I'm Mike Sherbino. We got Dr. Grant and Kathy Mullen with us today. <music> 